kick for my wins. I need my hands. This life is real. Don't play pretend. Came off the fence. I get it in. I get it in. I get it in. Kick for my wins. I need my hands. This life is real. Can't play pretend. Came off the fence. I get it in. How's it going, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Blues Notes podcast with me and Josh Edwards. How you doing tonight, man? I'll get it in. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Well, uh, guys, welcome to the first episode of the new year 2023. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the December review of the Blues, kind of go over last week's games and then the a preview of uh next week or this upcoming week's games a little bit we got a few things to kind of touch on so we will uh kind of get right into it um last week's games we had the gotta find it uh we had the maple leaves who we actually Lost in overtime, five to four. But it was a good game. Yeah, it was a very good game. I thought, and I, I felt like they should not have lost that game at all. Uh, then they had on Thursday they had the Chicago Blackhawks where they won three to one, mm-hmm. and then they had the Minnesota Wild yesterday, mm-hmm. and that was a loss of five to two. Uh, the loss yesterday was a little bit of an ugly one, I will say. It was probably the ugliest, ugliest of the three games this past week. Um, the Maple Leafs was a good game. Chicago was a really good game. Uh, I was actually at the Chicago game, and that, they I thought they played a phenomenal game. I thought everything was pretty pretty good for the most part the entire game on Thursday. On uh, on Thursday. I mean, let's be real, though. Chicago is the worst team in the league right now. Yeah, it's a rivalry game, so Chicago's going to bring their A game. Yeah. But Chicago is not what they used to be. We we should have beat them 5 nothing. Oh, I, I completely agree. I don't think they should have had the one goal that they sh- they had. and uh, But I felt like there is a lot more chances to be had against Chicago. I think you're – you're definitely right that they should have had easily four or five goals because, I mean, they had 29 shots or the Blues had 29 shots in the game, nine which came in the first period, 15 came in the second, five in the third. Chicago never really had many of chances. They went 11, five, and six between three periods and had 22 shots on goal. The entire game, and I thought we kept them pretty good into the into their defensive zone for most of the game. Um, we're we're firing on most cylinders for the entire game. Um, the oh god, I lost it. Oh no, I didn't. The Maple Leafs game, it I thought, kind of as you said, it was a good game. I don't think they should have lost it. Uh, 
And if I'm not. Oh, it was kind of late in OT. It was like the uh, four minutes and three seconds into OT. So it was nearing pretty close to the end of the OT whenever Nylander scored. And they took a lot of shots on goal in that game. Jesus Christ. It was 34 to 37 in favor of the Blues. Um, so, I mean, between those two games, you can see that they are obviously taking more shots, which is good. Um and I mean they've been scoring, so they must they're obviously trying different things with trying to shoot more pucks at the net and everything. And but it didn't really seem that way whenever they went up against uh, the Wild last night because I think they had a lot less shots on goal. I'm not yeah they had. Remember, they had 31 shots on goal against Minnesota, and they had 32 against us. But one thing that really frustrated me last night's game and the reason that they gave up at least two of the goals last night was Bennington going back behind the net, which both times he clearly should not have been going back behind the net to get the puck. And the second time, he he had a little bit of leeway, I think, for the second time. But to just dish the puck off like he did and not really think, not really looking to see where he who he was passing to or just the laziness that he had getting back into his crease to where they could just – just to where they could – get the goal like they did, I thought was kind of asinine because he dished a puck from behind the net along the boards. There's nobody there besides a Minnesota player. And, and then he just kind of leisurely got back to his man. By the time he did, the puck was already in the back of the net. So it was, it was not, the best of effort I thought by Bennington last night, he, he, to me, he looked lazy in the net. And I I don't know how you felt about the last few games, Josh, but I I felt like last night Bennington definitely had a, a little bit of laziness in the net. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, you know, he's been playing fairly well as of late. And so I don't like, I'm not like super salty about it, mm-hmm. but last night was just unacceptable. He's he's got that he's got that cocky edge we all love to watch and see, and um, just I don't even know how to describe it anymore. To be honest with you, I uh, just he's he's playing like he's otherworldly, and he's not, and. His numbers sure don't show it. And we can blame the defense, and he can hear the critics blame the team for his lack of stats this year and where he's struggling and how it's not just a goalie problem. But, you know, if he's going to get paid the money he's going to get paid, he needs to play like a Stanley Cup champion quality goalie every year, every time. Yeah. You know, be bailing his team out. I mean, if he needs to win us 15 games a year, then he needs to win us those 15 games. But he's not doing that this year. He's No. Won us two or three, and 
I mean, I'm talking when I say that, I'm not trying to be obtuse, but he's won us probably two or three games on his own just from his great play in comparison yeah. to where he was in the Stanley Cup playoffs, where he probably won us eight of those games on his own, uh, especially right. when we were up against Boston. So I want to see that Jordan Bennington back on a personal note. Um, I don't know if we ever will, but, you know, I can hope, I can dream. Right. Because <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, with having 28 games played and only being at 13 and 12, kind of as you said, if making the kind of money that he is, I would think that record would be a little bit more slanted on the win column than than it is. Oh, yeah. But Absolutely. I, but, you know, he's, he's came out publicly and said he doesn't want to waste his time, that, you know – he is there to win and play hockey games and this, that, and the other. And, you know, you got to do your part too, man. You're the goalie. You make the big bucks. You got the big contract. Oh, I'm all about sure. guys who make the most money doing what they're supposed to do. And that's kind of always been something that people give me crap for. But that's that's how I believe pro sports works. Mm-hmm. You get the big check, you make the big plays. Oh, yeah. Sure, definitely. Yeah, just, I mean, hell, a lot of the guys that have been making big money for the Blues here, even this season, granted, I shouldn't speak for all of them. Uh, Thomas and Cairo have both been kind of showing up. The Within the last couple weeks, they've been showing up a lot more on the numbers column and everything. But, I mean, the two guys that you would think, eh, more three, but – Barbashev is he's been kind of playing how he usually plays. It, I can't really down him for anything. He's been playing pretty decent. But the other two guys with O'Reilly and Tarasenko, they they both really haven't been helping each other, especially with being contract years. But I granted we both know and I think a lot of St. Louis fans all know that 99.99% of us all know Tarasenko is not more than likely coming back next year. O'Reilly is probably, I'd say, a little up in the air. I'm not exactly quite sure, especially with him being as old he is. I think he's, what, 31, 32 I don't know if you would uh, know. I think he's 30 going on 31. Okay. So I believe I could be, I might have that wrong. Maybe 31 going on 32. Yeah. So knowing all of that and everything, and with him getting paid seven and a half this year, especially with how Army has kind of gone at things and just even this past offseason, I don't know if he would probably go the approach of, wanting to sign both guys or well I shouldn't say both guys we mo- we pretty much know the one's gone but trying to sign O'Reilly back I don't know if it's going to be a thing that's really on Army's radar just because he didn't really seem to care to put uh Logan, you you frustrate me sometimes with your comment. 
I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to leave that. I'm just going to leave that one alone, but I don't know if that's really going to be in his radar because you had Perron wanting to come back last year, wanting to stay in St. Louis. And he was kind of right about in the same age bracket. And they, they ended up tossing him the free agency. So if, and yeah, he's the captain and everything, but I don't know if that's going to be something that they're going to be really looking to really, which way they're going to really swing towards that. It'll be interesting to see once trade deadline really gets here. And if Tarasenko or O'Reilly are both here or not. Well, I don't think the captaincy means anything, to be honest with you. Um, Scott let go as a as let he got his walking papers as a captain. Uh, Petrangelo got his walking papers as a captain. I, I don't think that means anything in Dougie's in Dougie's eyes, which is fine. Um, but O'Reilly is a character man for this team, and yeah, I know it's been a rough season and they're struggling, but. Yeah, I mean, how much worse would they be if he wasn't there? That's my question. Um, we don't really know because, I mean, he stays relatively healthy and he's never really – he's always in the lineup. So you can't, you don't have that, that sample size to see if he's going to be really noticeable if he's going to be in the lineup or not. Like we had whenever Tarasenko was out for a whole year, the one uh, – the whole year in 2020 so it was it was kind of it was kind of one of those things that we weren't really sure we're not really sure how the team would look if ROR is in the lineup or if he's not in the lineup and that's another thing people gotta give O'Reilly credit for he might be having a down year but he's always in the lineup the dude does not miss games right. I mean the number one most important thing in, the, in any pro sport right now is availability, being there for your team, being on the field, the ice, the, the, the diamond, whatever you want, your sport you play. It's it's the availability and the ability to be there game in and game out and contribute. Um, I think this gets overlooked left and right all the time, and this is across the board in all different sports. I, I think you let Tarasenko go. If you can't trade him by the deadline because he's injured, because nobody wants to take a risk, then you let him walk in free agency because – Tarasenko's not having a year like he had last year. Let's be completely honest. Not even close. Um, he has a major injury history issue. He has – he's just now is having another injury this year. I mean, what's he really think he's going to get on the open market? I know guys are getting way overpaid, but, I mean, does he really think he's going to command 8 or $9 million a year on a five, six, seven-year contract? I doubt it. I bet he gets a two- or three-year deal at maybe five and a half, six million, maybe seven. And – it's it's a short-term thing, and then he has to hope that he can play well enough and stay healthy long enough for those two or three years to get one more decent contract before he turns 35. Um, I mean, this could work in the Blues' favor, where Tarasenko might say – he might go test-free agency, and if there's cap space left, the – I mean, Doug might bring him back. You know, hey, you went out there, you saw you weren't going to get what you get paid, we'll get – we'll pay you what we think you're worth, and we'll give you a contract, and you know you're loved here, you know – Another Stanley Cup gives you a statue outside of Enterprise Stadium. 
you'll have the legacy. You'll always be loved here. You love living here. Your family is here. I mean, it, there there is a, a chance that Tarasenko ends up in St. Louis. I think it's a very, very slim chance. I mean, like, like Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling me there's a chance. Right, um, yeah. That's what I think the chance is. But I can see O'Reilly staying uh, just because he likes it here. He likes the organization. He likes the team. Yeah, it's a down year, but that happens. Yeah. Um, he was on bad teams forever. He finally got a Stanley Cup in St. Louis, and he's been on winning teams. I can see O'Reilly going, okay, give me a six-year contract so I can finish my career at six and a half. Mm-hmm. AAV. You know, he seems like that type of guy to me. Now, I don't know if he'll do it, but his character. Um, or who he reps himself, represents himself to be, that's what tells me that could happen with O'Reilly, which frees up a little bit more money. Um, but back to what you said earlier, not to go too far back, Kyru and Thomas are both playing up to their contracts, at least more so than anybody else right now. Oh, God, yes. But So I have to eat a little crow because <laughs> I didn't think Kyru was going to – I didn't think he was worth the contract at all. I totally thought Thomas was, but uh, Kyru is definitely – Figured it out. Probably looks like he's gotten his mind straightened out. And mm-hmm. he's looking like that contract's going to be better the older he gets. Yep. And, I mean, not to, I mean, pointing out guys that have been really successing more uh, here as of late. And this this kid, he, he deserves all the credit that he can get, even being a defenseman. Uh, Rosin. <laughs> excuse me. Huh? I said, excuse me, I was coughing. Oh, uh, Rosin, I mean, with the, the effort that he's put in the last few games or last few outings that he's been in the lineup, he's he's really put his effort forward and he's gotten a few a few points uh, the last several games. And I mean, he is really I, I'd say he's really trying to make his mark to be tossed in the lineup as, as in a full-time spot. I mean, I, he, he's one of those guys that seems to be getting shuffled around a little bit with uh, some of the other guys in the lower defensive slots. But, I mean, hell, with with just how the effort he's been putting in, it seems like he's he's getting noticed. He's getting the, the skate time on, in games, and he's, he's really – putting the effort forward to make improvements that he's obviously been doing. And uh, I, I, I'm really excited to see what what we can get from Rosin going forward. What do you think? I mean, I would tend to agree. Uh, he's – excuse me. He's definitely earning ice time right now. Uh, playing very, very good hockey. He's bringing some offense to the table, which is very desperately needed. I I can't really say anything bad about the kid. Um, you know, I just feel like he probably hasn't gotten a consistent shot, and now that shot has come, and he's not letting it go. So I'm oh, yeah. super thrilled with that. I would like to see – I would like to see him continue on the trajectory he is on. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't ask for much more out of him as things stand, but I want to continue to see him climb. I hope we don't see a plateau here in the six weeks that Tory Cruz out where he just kind of gets, you know, to a point and just stops. I would like to see his game continue to elevate because I think one thing this team is missing is competition for playing time. 
Uh, you know, you got your guys who know they're going to play, and then you got basically four offensive spots that have been rotating all season long. And then the defense has kind of been set with Callie Rosen being the number seven because of the Perunovic injury and the Scandella injury. So yep. with Tory Krug being out, Callie Rosen's getting a chance to prove that he belongs in as the, the in the third pairing, and this will create some competition and hopefully bring out some better play across the board for the whole team. Um, <clears throat> I'm really looking for a Bortuzzo Sanford fight in a practice to spark this team <laughs> because I think that's what needs to happen at this point. I don't know what's wrong. Uh, if you look on paper, the St. Louis Blues have to be the most disappointing team in the NHL this year. And that is not just me being a fan of the Blues. I would say if you if you asked hockey fans out there who's a team that you thought was going to be a um, competitor for the playoffs and who's not, I think a lot of people would go to St. Louis Blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody expected them to be this bad. Ranked 29th and 26th in a couple of categories. You know, we're 22nd overall in the league for placing – we're four points outside of a of the last wild card spot in our conference. It is extremely frustrating right now, and I am having trouble dealing with it. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, with with us doing this and everything, it, it's it's got to be kind of a point that we we kind of got to watch watch the games to be able to present. Um, Information, content, whatever the case may be for for these, but man, it, there's been games where it's like getting down to watch the game, and it's it gets yeah, just like kind of you said, frustrating at times to watch how they play and not kind of getting the effort out there where we're we're used to seeing for the last four years. So I mean, yeah, you had a you had a couple COVID seasons in between everything, but still, it's seeing what how the team has been for the last four or five, maybe six years, and then seeing the season like this, it's got to be it. It's very frustrating, especially because not much has really changed with the team, and I know this is kind of a reoccurring thing that we talk about uh, it's just like nothing has really changed between the team except for maybe a few a few pieces being lost a, a coaching position being lost a few players but I mean those few pieces that we've lost it it really shows how much that some of those pieces have really been a crucial piece to where the blues were for the last few seasons. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's it's almost depressing mm-hmm. <laughs> to be legitimately honest. It's it's infuriating. Um, sometimes it's hard to come on and talk about it because it's like I feel like we're constantly just beating up on the guys, but tonight, the last few nights, I was like, I really just don't even want to get on and do this episode, but it's like. I, I enjoy doing these and everything, and I, I'm kind of the same way. I don't like getting on bashing the Blues because I enjoy watching them so much. I'm a huge fan of the team and everything, but it does suck to when it seems like it's 
week in and week out. Yeah, we'll have a few things here and there good to talk about, but the more and more recurring stuff, and it's like the keep. I don't know, like I'm getting jumbled up in words just <laughs> by thinking about it all, but uh, you know what? Just to kind of move on and everything, but it's still a little bit of a, a down, a downplay. Um, kind of a, a review of December. We had a little bit of a regress from from November where we went. Uh, Eight and six is what I think I said in November, uh, or eight and five, or eight and six, something along those lines. But in the month of December, we went six, six, and three. We or the Blues were at the end of December. We are still pretty low in some spots in our stats. I mean, hell, just for a little bit of. Uh, goals against for the Blues, we are 27th in the league. Goals per game played, we're 22nd in the league. Goals against average, we're 9th in the league. Power play, we've gotten a little bit better in the power play. It's uh, The Blues are 16th in the league. And the penalty kill is still very, very subpar at 29th in the league. And I mean, we could still, I, I could get more into the stats and everything, but from what I've seen over the different, in all the different columns, the Blues have, they're still relatively in that, like middle third, maybe even in the lower third of the league. And it's, I mean, <laughs> I know we talked about it maybe a month. A month ago, but it's like it, it, it's getting close to being worry time. Or well, I think I'm already at worry time, if you want to be honest. It's just, yeah, I, I, I really don't know where they go from here. I, I, they, they definitely need to shake something up, and with it, rather being a trade or something to shake this team up because at, at the moment, everything that they're trying to do is not really going for them the way that they're wanting it to. And I think the only way that they're going to get something going more again is if they really do something to shake up the lineup. But I could be completely wrong. That's just my take on it is everything that they do with the same people hasn't been working. So maybe if they get maybe a few fresh legs and on from a different team, maybe in the defense, maybe from the offense, and just have a little bit of a shakeup. I don't know, but I know I've heard people talking different things. Obviously, we've talked a lot about uh, Chitrin from Arizona. Um, I think you said something one time about. Uh, Provorov That's from, what I would love to have. Uh, Philly. Yeah. Um, I, there's been a few talks about those guys. Um, Chitrin, I know he's been wanting out of Arizona for a couple, like a, maybe a season or two now. So 
I mean, I, I could see something along that line of either Provorov or uh, Chitrin being a big piece to maybe help this team because obviously scoring is something that they lack or that they are struggling to do right now. And I mean, what, with what Chitrin has done in Arizona, I mean, he, he's been, he's been on IR since the beginning of the season and he just came back probably about four weeks ago. And he's, I mean, in the four weeks that he's been back, he's put up great numbers. I don't know if you really follow Chitron all that much, but or Arizona all that much, Josh. But he's been he's been doing fairly decent for himself uh, since coming off of IR, and it wasn't like it was a gradual thing that once he came off of IR, he once he came off IR, it seemed like he hit the ground freaking rolling, and I, I think that's something that he's really trying to show his worth and everything, but. At the same time, I I don't even know what his contract is in Arizona, but I think he if I think if the Blues really wanted to, I think they could shuffle the numbers to be able to afford Chitrin. Oh, I think they can make it happen. I think the problem there is Tarasenko. That would be O'Reilly getting traded. Uh, <clears throat> I think that'd be the first piece would be O'Reilly and probably Pareko. Or Falk, um, and I don't want to see Falk go. So don't don't <laughs> don't take that the wrong way. That's not a dude I want to see leave the organization by any means. Yeah, so I think that would be the deal to get it done. Chick right. has a really cheap contract for the next couple of years. I believe there's plenty. I think there's team control left, even on it. I think it's two or three years left on the contract. Yeah, Back I'm looking up this point. stuff right now. But um, you kind of bringing up the one deal about uh, about Pareko made me remember uh, looking through Twitter. I did see that there was a few people talking about uh, Pareko and his uh, and his quarterbacking of the power play the last night or the other night where he was there's a few times where he had open ice essentially it seemed like in front of him but he was playing uh the the pass around game with some of the other wingers on the on the left or right side of him and it's like come on man you you had a great slap shot instead of passing the puck off every once in a while from the blue line, why don't you take that slap shot of yours and see if something can get through. He's got to take those shots, man. Yeah, he's got to learn to just shoot. I mean, he shoots at bad times or he doesn't shoot at all, and it's super frustrating. I just – I don't know what to do with him at this point. I've defended him as much as I possibly can. Um, I feel like – if I defend him anymore, I'm going to just be hosed. That's yeah. just what it comes down to. But to answer the question that you were uh, asking about for his con- – or for Chitron's contract, he's 
He's at 4.6 until 25. Yeah, that's beautiful. So that's just gorgeous. So, I mean, if that's something that we could dump a O'Reilly or Pareko or whoever and still have wiggle room still for the end of, who knows, even at the end of uh, trade deadline to maybe work some other magic to try to get something else in St. Louis or even get uh, pickup draft picks or something to be able to use for the off season to be able to bring in something else. That's, that's something that the blues could possibly be looking at. I, I think that would be kind of a neat thing to be able to go after whether or not the blues actually do it will be something that time will tell. Um, but yeah, December was not a, a kind month for the blues by any means. Uh, hopefully January is going to be a little bit more of, uh, hopefully a better month, (laughs) but I mean, this, this upcoming week did not sound like it was going to be, well, actually the next coming weeks, uh, did not look like they were going to be very easy of, uh, a schedule for the team by any means, just because, uh, on the third, they're going up against the Maple Leafs again. And then they have on, uh, the fifth, they have New Jersey Devils. And then Saturday they have the Montreal Canadiens. Now the Canadians, they haven't been the team that what they have been in the past. Uh, obviously having Jake Allen and goal and a few other pieces. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. What was it? Oh, I, I thought I heard you cough or something or, or make some kind sort of noise, but uh, I mean, they Montreal, they got Jake Allen in that. Uh, they've they've been playing well. They I mean they're kind of they got a couple of guys out right now. The uh, Savard being out, he's been out for a while. Um, Matheson, he's also been out for a while, so they're they're still a little bit hurt on the on the defensive side, and they don't have the best of record either just along the same as us, but it seems like those teams that you would think would be sure wins have, have been kind of struggling for the blues. Um, They, they seem to be having better times against better teams in the league, like Vegas or Colorado. Colorado or Toronto here and there. I know we barely we talked about them earlier with the game that they had this past week, but I, I felt like that game could have either gone either way that the Blues won five to four. So it, it'll be uh, definitely a few games to watch. Um, kind of the whole month of January, it's going to be a little bit of a tough one. We got. 
the Wild, another couple game or another game against the Wild. We have Calgary, a couple games. Uh, Colorado in there. New Jersey, Nashville, Buffalo. We even have a game against Buffalo this month. So it's it will be super tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Buffalo, Buffalo has been easily one of the most up and coming teams. I mean, the, the the youth and talent that Buffalo has been acquiring over the number of years has is crazy to think about, and they're probably going to be a powerhouse coming for the next few years if things keep going up like they have been for that team. Um, which I mean, people, uh, and I know you're probably the same way with this one that this topic that I'm about to bring up, but with the whole thing with the trade that would happen back in 1819 for, um, uh, for Ryan O'Reilly to Buffalo for Page. for Tage. And I, I see it all over everywhere on social media. It's like people talking about, oh, well, if the Blues wouldn't have traded him off and everything, he could have been still here doing just as good as he has been for Buffalo. But in the, there's points where I want to defend it, but there's also the point of you don't know if the production that he is having with Buffalo, if he would have had it here in St. Louis. It, he was so young at the time, and it would have been such a – just like anything else that we had with Benner in the playoffs last year with a number of things throughout the throughout the league. It's like it, at that point you're playing what-ifs, and it, it could have gone a number of different ways. And I know we've talked about the Tage, Thompson, and O'Reilly trade a, a few other times. Yeah, we won it at the time. Uh, it seems like Buffalo might be winning it a little bit right now, just with the production that Tage Thompson's really been putting up in Buffalo. But it's it's hard to say if like who how he could have really been if he would still be in St. Louis today. Well, that's the whole thing. It's nice when trades work out for both teams because you want all the teams to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Um. It worked out for us up front, and it's working out for Buffalo now. I, I don't have a problem with that. That's how trades are supposed to work. And like you're not going to win every single trade. Right. You're not going to snake some other team in every single trade that you ever have. I mean, I'm happy to see Tage have success and find success in Buffalo. Do I wish he was still in St. Louis and we'd have O'Reilly too? Absolutely. Um, but he was the key piece in getting O'Reilly over it, and that got us a Stanley Cup. So if yep. you're not satisfied with that, then I want to hear what you would talk about if the Blues had never won a Stanley Cup, <laughs> and we can go from there. Um, uh, I, I was happy with the trade. I was really happy with the trade because, I mean, it brought a veteran a veteran center to the team that's that both is offensive-minded and defensive-minded. And, I mean, at the time, he was – he was crushing it on the face-off circle, so I mean, I I I can't really argue much with the production and everything that O'Reilly has shown since he's been here in St. Louis. Do I wish we still had Tage? Hell yes. 
did we know at the time what he was going to be? No, but and but we I know there's no way of getting him back now with the way production that he's been putting up. But uh, <laughs> that's wishing, uh, kind of a wishing spirit at that point. But um, no, it's uh, I guess it'll be a little bit of telling to see where things kind of progress. Uh, this upcoming month and everything, but um, I guess kind of getting close to the end of the show, Josh, you have anything to kind of close up with? Uh, I'd like to mention Snuggy up there. Uh, I think he's got four goals in four games in the IIHF tournament. So oh, yeah. that's good to see. Um, hopefully that translates to the NHL down the road in a couple of years and we see him suit up the Blues. Who knows, if we go into a full-blown rebuild, uh, we may see him and neighbors and uh, what's the other kid? Uh, can't think of off the top of my head, but we may see all three of them with the club next year. And you know, there may be no Tarasenko, there may be no O'Reilly. Uh, there may be a lot of pieces that may not be here if they decide to go full rebuild. Those yeah, and I, that's my biggest concern. Are we going to see full blown rebuild? All the way through, or are we going to see a retool? Um, I mean, that's what we as fans right now have to think about and consider uh, going forward. Is the say this, but is the Stanley Cup window completely closed? I would say yes, as of right now, uh, unless something else were to happen that we don't foresee happening or coming mm-hmm. up. But I would say that that Stanley Cup window is open or is closed and. It's time to do at least a major retool, if not a straight up rebuild. Not like Chicago. God no, not like Chicago. Where I hope the guy now we're not like years. Chicago. <laughs> but I mean, are we going to be uh, not bottom dweller, but barely sneaking into the playoffs and having to make a crazy run to do something in the playoffs for the next couple of years? It, yeah, at this point, I've accepted that. Um, hoping against it, but I've accepted that. Mm-hmm. That's probably what we're going to be looking at here in the near future. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully not, but I guess time will tell and, uh, and everything. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up for next or this upcoming Thursday, cause we will be shooting or we will be having, uh, our next episode on Thursday. We'll be having a, uh, I, I, I want to say a guest on, but I think he's going to be more of a regular. But we will we'll see how things kind of pan out once uh, once things kind of get going. Whatnot? We got kind of a new guy into uh, Writer Sports Network, and he he's going to be working alongside of. Uh, with us on the blues and then obviously you a little bit with the, the Cardinals as well. Once you guys kind of get going and everything, but uh, we'll introduce him on Thursday. I think he said that he will be coming on uh, with us. Uh, his name's Alex. So we will be possibly seeing him on Thursday. Uh, but other than that, that is all I had. Uh, I don't know if you've – have you really talked to Alex much or um, – Yeah, actually, I 
spent a good 45 minutes doing uh, his intro to the team and kind of going over what we expect and everything. So, yeah, I think Alex is going to be good. He's a young guy. He's got a big social media following. He's got lots of good points. He's got some diverse point of views that are different than yours and mine for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But kid knows his stuff. He's diehard St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Cardinals. Um, So we're not going to have a problem with him. I can guarantee you that. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, and hearing all that, I'm excited to see where how he uh, kind of brings that little bit different dynamic. Because I know a lot of the episodes that we've been having, we've been kind of a little bit on the same on the same ground or same, I guess, avenue. I guess on most topics, we haven't really. We've had a few topics where we've kind of disagreed with uh, different things here and there, but not to the point of like what you and Logan had or anything, but I I mean, that's good. That has its good points and it's bad points, I guess as well. So it'll, it'll be nice to have a little bit of a different viewpoint, I guess, um, to coincide with ours, but, uh, but really looking forward to Thursday with, uh, with you, Josh and Alex, um hopefully for another good episode and everything um so yeah uh thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the blues notes podcast and we will see you guys on thursday later later